You are listening to Whispers of Lunabell Island, an original Delta Green operation brought to you by Reroll Gaming. If you have not heard our previous Delta Green adventure, The Frequency, I highly encourage you to give it a listen, as this show is a continuation of that series. You can find all episodes of The Frequency on this podcast feed. This is a horror show, and its content may include things that some listeners may find disturbing, including scenes of graphic violence, drug use, and other mature themes. Consider yourself warned. How's everybody doing? Are we starting? Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I just want you to understand the full weight of what you signed up for, because I'm in the fucking driver's seat now, motherfuckers. (laughs) I mean... I I will pull this car over, and I'm in the passenger seat. <laughs> reach across and reach turn across. this car around. <laughs> yeah, it won't be good for anybody, but I will do it. No, fucking, well, yeah, season two of Delta Green. Welcome, everybody. Um, this is my first, uh, yeah, this is my first game that I've ever run. Um, I've always really liked, you know, writing and crafting stories and shit since I was a kid, so this is, I think this is going to be a lot of fun, and I got some good shit for you guys. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, without further ado, let's begin. After receiving this phone call, we're cutting to a rainy day in Seaside, Oregon. It's on the west coast of the United States. Seaside is on the water. It's kind of overcast, and there's a parking lot of a Motel 6. Not a whole lot of cars parked in there. It's pretty desolate at the moment. Middle of the day. Actually, I'm going to say it's early day. I like that better. Isn't it fun being God? Right. I can change it. Does God Turn have a plan time. for me? <laughs> I want it to be yeah, morning. About it. Um, so, Wes, I'm assuming, I'm assuming Freddy's, he's driving down. Oh, yeah. I'm driving down. I got my 84 Ford Bronco. Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah, brother. Hell, yeah, brother. Um, I'm um, driving from Maine, so you're going to have to wait. You're, yeah, <laughs> she'll be there about 17 hours. <laughs> 17? No, she'll be there in like 38 hours. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Um, let's call it a week roundup. Yeah, there you go. But no, um, yeah, Dr. Frederick Greenwood, you were the first to arrive pulling up. I'm assuming you step out of your vehicle, stretch your legs a little bit. It's not too far of a drive for you from Seattle. Yeah, I would, I would step out. I, I'm super kind of paranoid about this. So I would also check, uh, before I get out of my vehicle, I would check my sidearm to make sure that was loaded and then step out. Does Oregon have open carry laws? It's concealed carry, but yeah. That's illegal. No, it's not. You're under arrest. <laughs> well, Tara, what's up? I'd like to think that uh, Ronnie flew to Seattle and rode down with Oh, Freddy. that's a good idea. Fuck yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. also that. Also, Oregon's, um, if, you have a, if you have a concealed pistol license in Washington, it reciprocates, it has reciprocity into Oregon for sure. Not California. Right, Washington, in, in Washington's like really states. strict about that yeah. shit, so I think have, it applies yeah. to a lot of other yeah. states. Also, I don't care. States. But yeah, you you would if a cop you step out of your yeah. you step out of your vehicle with your Mossberg strapped to your back and your AR-15 <laughs> strapped to your front. Perfect. <laughs> the that's, real crime is the little the tiny Confederate I mean, that's just, flag that's, flying. That's in your just window. normal Portland right there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you guys. I'm assuming you both step out, stretch your legs, yeah. look around. Well, that was a drive there ronnie thanks for flying out and making the drive with me yeah of course gotta spend what time i can with you uh you sure you're ready for this uh i'm not convinced that this is a real thing (laughs) well i'm real well no i know you're real i'm just (laughs) convinced that someone's pulling our chain 
I have it on, uh, pretty good authority that, uh, this is legit, you know. Oh. Well, if it is, then hopefully he'll bring some sort of closure. Uh, Dr. Greenwood has changed his attire. It's more like business casual for him now. Um... You know, a lot has changed about Dr. Greenwood. Like, same, you know, blonde, shortcut hair, glasses, but he doesn't wear any flannel anymore. He's not wearing a Stetson. Uh, he He's business casual, like I said. He, he looks like a different guy. Would you say that he's like... I mean, he's kind of adapting to fit into, like, the sort of Pacific Northwest like attire and everything right it's more of a disassociative disorder his mentality is hey if i change everything about me then then the thing that i'm afraid of won't find me type of thing gotcha that's yeah. juicy Ooh, juicy <laughs> all right about this time um agent maya oakley you're driving you've probably flew over from maine i'm assuming you didn't drive all the way across the country yeah but you can if you want to i don't mind i mean I think that I flew and probably with that, if there was any time within that call, I would have requested a car. I'd be like, if I don't do this shit, I'm going to get, I need a car. Sure. You have a, you have a, a nice, um, 2001 Mitsubishi Mirage. And your back really hurts after driving. For so long. And this totally doesn't come from a recent, uh, the recent story that Wes is laughing at because he picked me up from the airport where I dropped it off and complained about it for 45 minutes. <laughs> All right. Yes, yes, he did. No, uh, Maya, you, you you pull up in your rental car. Um, you It's probably not too difficult to spot uh, Freddie and Ronnie kind of stretching their legs, conversing. So. Okay, Maya gets out and goes, oh, my back, and falls on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> She's dead. Oh, my God. <laughs> He'll just put two in her head and just say, yeah, I got to put mm. her out of her misery. <laughs> no, if if you step out of your car, I'll be like, oh, it's Agent Oakley. Yes, it is. <laughs> it was <laughs> <a stupid> observation. <laughs> Do you guys approach each other? I was, like, like pointed it out to Ronnie, like, hey, it's I, Agent Oakley over there. I run straight into the woods. <laughs> I'll just no. open fire with my pistol. No, none of this happens. I just get out of no. the car and I'm like, hey, like. Long time no see. Well, it seems we're getting the gang back together. Hey, Agent, and how are you been? Ah, uh, you know. Um, just trying to get by. Yep, I, I hear that. So on your directive, you guys were told that you'd be meeting a handler at 9.30 p.m. in room, or a.m., excuse me, in room 231 at the Motel 6 in Seaside, Oregon. And the clock's ticking a little bit closer. Um, at this point, S.O. Daniel Durgan. I'm assuming you're still an S.O. Or have you been promoted? Uh, no, I actually went other? ahead. Or reassigned. Uh, I went ahead and took a, a staff sergeant position while I was in uh, Afghanistan. Okay, so staff they've, sergeant they've been, Daniel yeah, Durgan. They've been trying to make the sergeant for a long time. I finally gave cool. in and did it in the war zone. <laughs> right on. Well, you're probably wearing... Are you wearing, like... Yeah, what what are, are you wearing? Just civvies, or in your like your fucking your dress? I've been wearing civvies. Yeah, cool. Yeah, okay. To conceal. Yeah, well, yeah. At this point, you roll up to this scene again. Not hard to spot uh, spot the um, you know group of people that's kind of gathering. As you get closer, you recognize a couple familiar faces. Hey, who's this guy? Pointing at the 
Dr. Dr. Greenwood, obviously. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? I don't... <laughs> People working uh, out, man? Or eating donuts? Or oh, <laughs> somewhere in between. What? Seemingly uh, the opposite. a little different. <laughs> uh, good to see you, Danny. You too, mate. How's your wife and kid? Uh, you know, you know. Nope. That's they're, why I'm asking. <laughs> they're, they're, they're what they are. Uh, that's fair. Well, hopefully things are good. Sounds you, healthy. You see, you see, uh, Representative. Uh, uh, what was your last name there, Ronnie? Uh, Evans. Ooh. Evans. You see, uh, we got Representative Evans with us here. Do you? Oh, I don't yeah. yeah right, in, right uh, I got confused for a second. Ronnie on the TV is looking more like clean cut and like suits and stuff, and her hair's kind of grown out instead of a mullet. But for this, she's got her hair just kind of pulled back, and she's back in her uh, flannel, uh, muscle shirt, Hell jeans. Yeah. That is actually suits. a question that I that I had. Um, just since you know you're you're a state senator, right? So you might not be like you're not on like the national stage, but no, like she's you're a, definitely an, she's a yeah. House of Representatives. I'm a House representative. Yeah. Oh, you're a House. Okay, so yeah, you definitely are. You making any attempt to kind of conceal your identity or well, anything like that? Well, I think like that? that's kind of like going back to like my older dress right now. I'm and I got some big glasses, sunglasses too. Okay, so yeah, right on. Good to know. Because I was actually that might that might come up. <laughs> Maya, uh, well, you guys. Oh, yeah. Maya will say. Nope, go ahead. Um, I half expected to see Butch with you. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, Butch is getting kind of old. She's staying home with my sister for now. No! I miss Butch. <laughs> was that a sneeze? Now that was me yelling no, because Butch is the yeah. main character of this. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we pan over to Unless Butch. Unless I got Butch here. Do I have Butch Ronnie's, here? Ronnie's sister's Can you fly house. Butch over? Did I fly Butch over? I FedExed him. He should be here in like three days. Oh my god. <laughs> I poked holes in the bag. It's fine. Well, you had to use two boxes. It was it's weird. a bag. It's a bag. It should be at least a box. Just fly, like fly a right. You can fit it in the bag. It's like $10. <laughs> you can squeeze it in a 18 inch by 12 inch square. Butch saved my life last season. I need to uh, let her rest. No, there I think that's a fair call. I understand. All right, in the middle of the scene of you guys catching up, it's kind of cut short by the rumbling of a Harley Davidson V twin engine, and you can't help but turn your head because those things are loud as shit. And coming around the block is this uh, this character you don't really um you don't you definitely don't recognize. Um, Tanner, why don't you go ahead and uh, lead us in here? Yeah. So you see this cherry red Harley, big old hog, twin engine like. Zane said as it's just and there's this tall man who pulls into this motel and he kicks a kickstand out on his bike rumbles it a little bit revs it a little bit really annoyingly and takes off his helmet just uncomfortable in it you can tell that these sort of helmet laws are frustrating to him And you see this tall, 6'5", bald, Caucasian male with a neck tattoo you can't quite make out from here. He's dressed in bike leathers, uh, and he's just really kind of this imposing figure, and he pulls out this red carton of cigarettes and takes a marb red and lights it. He looks out at all of you, goes back to his saddlebags, opens it, clearly takes out a gun, and makes kind of a show of putting it in his vest. 
towards you guys and just kind of drags his cigarette and waits. So you guys would know that um, uh, just from the phone call that there was going to be five of you total. Ash is just... Dan will walk that way. He'll just start walking over towards... Are we supposed to be meeting... Like, in the parking lot, or are we going inside? The directive was to meet in the hotel room at exactly 9.30. And I'm going to say it's like 9.27 right now. Let's go inside. I'll kind of just glance over at the new guy and then follow Freddy in. Yeah, I'll follow you guys, because you're the ones that I know. I'll hold the door for uh, both Maya and Ronnie, and uh, if Dan is walking over the other guy, I'll just walk inside. Yeah, I'm pretty much going to walk up to him and Offer handshake. But Dan Durgan, at your service. Gentlemen? He eyes you up. Grips your hand tightly. Maybe a show of force there. He's like, I was under the impression we weren't supposed to share our names. Oh, I could share whatever the fuck I feel like. Want to know my dog's name? Small grin flashes on his face. He's like, just call me Scorpion for the time being. Gotta meet you, Scorp. Coming inside? After you. So you guys gather at the door. And when, as soon as 929 ticks over to 930, you hear a click at the door. Do you proceed in? Are we, are we like, standing outside the hotel or the, uh, the motel, uh, room door or did we walk in and then they're just walking in no you guys are all gathered outside and then you hear it unlocked if he walks up with dan i'll extend my hand i'll be like nice to meet you are you uh our uh fifth on this hell if i know scorpion pulls his hand out i'll shake his hand pleasure nice uh ride you got out there thank you your ride What's that? You ride? <laughs> oh. I did way back when, when I was in the military. That there's my pride and joy. Call it Sherry. Sherry, Sherry. FLST uh, Fat Boy, 1990. Oh, it's a good ride. Yeah, she, she purrs. Beauty. Well, I'll open the door and I'll let my hand in and be like, after everyone. Alright, as you guys enter this motel room, dimly lit, but then, once you're in, a light clicks on, and it's actually kind of pleasant. There's a man in a suit sitting in the corner, and he's watching what looks like a sports broadcast, at least as far as your ears can tell, on a little portable TV, and um, despite what languages you might speak, nobody understands what this language is. He's consecutively taking notes on a notepad, and then once he realizes you guys have all entered the room... He turns off the TV, pushes it aside, turns to greet you. <laughs> Morning, agents, he says with a smile on his face, which is kind of a little bit, um, I don't know. You would probably, actually, you guys probably wouldn't know it all because you never actually talked to an official handler before in the Delta Green Agency, so this is new for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, good morning, agents, he says with a smile on his face. I hope your trip was pleasant. Please uh, help yourself to some coffee if you'd like, and gestures towards a hot pot of coffee sitting on the bedside table. Got smoke in here. 
It's a Motel Six. You you have at least <laughs> he's, one of he's smoking. smoking. Yeah. <laughs> no, and uh, yeah, the, actually, the man in the that you're the handler is also smoking a cigarette. Ronnie will quickly go take him up on that cup of coffee. Okay, I'll I'll kind of like touch your arm while you're walking past, and I'll kind of give you the eyebrow of like. Mm. Want some? Uh, I'm surprised you do. Coffee? The um, handler, maybe noticing this, maybe not, um, says, uh, Agent Evans, while you're up, if you wouldn't mind, and reaches his mug out towards you. Well, now I will. <laughs> Does Ronnie know you have a problem with coffees? <laughs> no, it's not coffees. It's I don't want this bastard. Mysterious like, men in Motel Six is offering yeah. you coffee. Oh. Yeah. Rehypnol's a hell of a drug, Ronnie. Uh, <laughs> I was on the same page I, as I you. I was like, like, "What's going on?" No, me too. I was on your. I was like, "I don't get it." That son of a bitch has coffee. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I was like, Isn't that a little about, much, Ronnie? I was, I was worried, like, um, am I addicted to coffee? And, yeah. and Freddie wants you to stop. No, I was worried about this random ass dude in a Motel Six of all places. That's fair. Like, yeah. Would you like That's a cup fair. of this fair. drink? <laughs> yeah. Now that you're here, immediately side. drink this mystery yeah. liquid that I prepared for you. <laughs> But no, if he's if he's offering his mug like, hey, can you top me off? Uh, yeah. I will I will then grab a mug as well. Okay. All right. I'll uh, fill up everyone's <laughs> cup and offer it around. And uh, I'll wait to make sure the guy drinks before I take a drink. He does. He, he takes like a huge gulp of it, too. He's clearly he's got bags under his eyes. He's clearly been pulling double shifts. I was going to say, is he, is he making a point? Like he's like, gulp, gulp, gulp. <laughs> Like just drinking it. I probably would have just gotten off of an ER shift, so I probably would be. Yeah. Oh, did you sleep coffee. okay, or do you want to go do the uh, minus twenty percent skill check? I slept great. <laughs> you want to just not sleep for this wonderful, season? Wonderful, wonderful sleep. Slept like a baby. You know. So I was like, wait, he did subsist fully on coffee last season. Maybe yeah, he's like got some sort of psychotic thing with Fucking yeah. <laughs> I don't drink coffee anymore. <laughs> Freddie Greenwood is going to make it a priority to get eight solid hours of sleep every night of this campaign. The no, minimum battle. What. no, my alarm went off. I'm going it's to sleep. Bedtime. <laughs> All right. So, grenade, yeah, grenade, the, grenade. Uh, it can wait. <laughs> it can wait. <laughs> Hit snooze. Uh, I go to sleep on so, yeah, top this, of the grenade. Yeah. <laughs> That's noble. That is noble. Yeah. Thank you. Um. So yeah, the agent, after everybody gets a little spot of coffee, motions for everybody to gather around the table. Says, uh, agents, I'm sure you're wondering why you're here. Ten days ago, we received word of a potential anomaly here in Seaside, and a woman was found wandering the coastline in the middle of a storm by an officer who was out on patrol. The woman appeared to be in a catatonic state and was relatively nonverbal, so the officer determined it would be best to bring her to the precinct until medical assistance could arrive. The following recording is an interview conducted by Detective Wainwright of the Seaside Police Department. So he places, um, he slides a small tape recorder towards you and presses play. And you hear a male voice come through the tape. Uh, hello, ma'am. My name is Detective Wainwright. I believe you just spoke to my colleague, Officer Anderson, and I wanted to get some clarification on your uh, situation and see if there's anything we can do to help. Are you... Feeling okay? Can I get you water or a soda or something? Ma'am? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see you come in. That's okay. I was just asking if you need anything. 
Officer Anderson found you out in the rain near the waterfront and brought you here about an hour ago. Do you remember that? Uh, no, I'm okay. Thank you for offering, though. Ma'am, I believe you're experiencing some sort of psychological episode. Are you on any sort of medication? What's your name? Can you tell me your name? Caroline. Caroline. You know, actually some hot tea would be great. It's very cold in here. Caroline, you were out on the beach in the middle of this storm. Um, we got you some dry clothes and now we're trying to figure out who we can call to come pick you up. Do you have any family or friends we can contact? Yes. I was looking for my father. He... We had a house here on the island when I was a little girl. He was a scientist who worked at the cannery, I think. Uh, great. Your, what's your father's name? I don't know. You don't know your father's name? Caroline, do you know where you are right now? Uh, on the island. No, we're, we're not on an island. We're in Seaside on the Oregon coast. What about your mother? Can we call her? Does she live around? Mother? Yes, your mother. What's her name? I'd like to see mother again. I miss her. And I'd like to get you back to her. Do you know where she is or how we can contact her? A mother, she's underground. Underground? Do you mean she passed away? Caroline? Not passed away. Mother is in the dirt. <sighs> I'm not feeling so good. I think I need to lie down. Uh, okay, Officer Anderson should be back any minute with that tea. C can you tell me? I need to go back to the island. Island? Which island? Caroline. Caroline. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see you come in. <sighs> okay. Uh, Eddie, you want to call county and check with missing persons? I'm going to make up a cot in one of the holding cells and probably have a, like, medical come check out the bruising she's got going on. And the recording stops abruptly. Whew, Go back that to the was hotel room. a marathon of notes just then. You talked so <laughs> fast. I do. Sorry. No, no, no. It's fine. You did a great job. It's just like um, for note taking. I was like, <laughs> trying to take notes. It was sure. just a lot yeah. of You're good. You're good. It was awesome. Yeah. No, it was really good. And I'll say this, too. And like, I don't want to get too meta with it. But if there's something that like specifically, I really feel like you guys like I'll, I'll really illustrate certain aspects. So like, don't feel the need to go too insane on the notes. I can also upload this transcript if anybody wants. Oh, I want Yo, make no mistake we will hyper fixate on the absolute wrong thing and completely mm -hmm. ignore the obvious signs just like we do all the time you know yeah, i thought I'm about not going into that seaside must be a clue i'm hoping <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, well we're gonna wrap this season up in like five to six episodes so i don't know what you're so worried about. i'm gonna hit this oh, crystal mm. and see two, what happens. two episodes you hey, say no five or i six. shot the shit out of this crystal and the reason <laughs> i did that is because that man was going insane and now We're, i am a broken man because and now it. i have ptsd I'll have you know. thank you very much dr frederick greenwood ptsd instead of oh man can we can Kayla, we, did you have it oh, did anybody want any anyone want to go back over any of that i got it 
Uh, yeah, no, I think I got it. I think I got it. I think I got it. I, I, I just was it. like writing really fast. Um, Nonverbal woman found 10 days ago in Seaside, middle of a words. storm. Interview of the, by detective from Wayne Wright. <laughs> the uh, victim despondent speaks in a sense of confusion. Caroline is her name. Caroline was looking for her father. He had a house there when she was young, working at a cannery. Was... Couldn't name her father or where she was, but thought she was on the island. When asked about her mother, said, I'd like to see her. I miss her. She's underground. You not wrote all that down? Damn. I, I tap fast. I need to go back to the island short term memory loss. I like tea. Um, you guys are also going to get a dossier of information before you leave for wherever you're going, and this will all be in it, so don't worry. Yeah. Pina colada popcorn. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting. What? Do they taste like lotion? No? It's what pina colada tastes like to me. It really? tastes like coconut to me. Oh, it is coconut, but it's like it tastes like coconut, pineapple, pineapple and coconut to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It tastes like it, what it, I thought lotion tastes, tastes like. like pina colada to me. I don't know. Tastes like cum. If it tastes like <laughs> pina colada. <laughs> <laughs> or kind of like cum. I don't know. Don't ask me. Da, 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 da. I've never tasted 50 guys cum. <laughs> Interrogation room ambience. <laughs> Interrogation room. It goes back to Caroline. So, Caroline, have you tasted cum? <laughs> you fuck young boys, Caroline. <laughs> Why young boys? Oh my gosh. It's from, uh, it's from a video game. L.A. Noir. There was a clip of it. It was just like a very calm interrogation of like, where were you at this time? Blah, 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 blah. And then there was a, a like a antagonize section well it's no the funny part about that sorry to cut you off this is really important for this like this story though is that there's whenever you're interrogating somebody there's three options there's either you think they're telling the truth you think they're lying (laughs) or you think they're lying but you don't have evidence to prove it and so the the third one is called doubt but it when they recorded all the lines that option wasn't doubt it was called press so all the doubt options it'll just be like oh yeah you know i went to uh Went down to the street and saw my buddy. We had a couple beers, came back home. Wife was gone. And then Doubt would be like, bullshit, you killed your wife and stuffed her body in a goddamn truck. Oh, is this L.A. <laughs> Noir? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's the funniest but shit just ever. So, super calm. And then there was mm-hmm. the Doubt one. And goes, you fuck young boy, Senator. <laughs> just out of nowhere. No, I promise you, no boys. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not Only dead girls. people. Oh, wait, no. no. I feel like that's every story game I play. It's like, do you want to say this? I'm like, yes, I want to say that. And then they say something completely different than what yeah, it you're said. Like super right. fucking aggressive. And you're like, whoa. What that's the not fuck what I meant at all. L.A. Noir was <laughs> notoriously bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, it definitely was interesting, but I remember no, no, no. there was. The just... game was good, but that, like, yeah, that frame that of it, mechanic, yeah, yeah. Yeah, was just, yeah. I don't. I think he's lying about cheating on his wife. You killed her, you bitch! I'll kill you. <laughs> like no, I just doubted that because like he. I thought he was I sleeping with his secretary. I didn't. <laughs> you killed her and put her body in a blender and then drank the contents <laughs> of the blender and shatter on top of a TGI Friday. You killed her and then <laughs> what? Cut her skin off and put your secretary in her skin. And then put her in the corner of a Denny's parking lot. Yeah, put her in the corner of a Denny's parking lot in Spokane. This is hey, hey now. okay, okay. We're still recording. Hey Taylor. now. <laughs> okay, can we go back to my immaculately finely crafted story now? That's slightly better than the L.A. Noir interrogation system. Yes, uh-huh. I guess. Yeah. Very slightly. Keyword being slightly. <laughs> okay, so after that uh, recording wraps up, um, the handler lights a cigarette, and we get this interrogation room music going again. 
Return to the handler. He's lit another cigarette. When the EMTs arrived approximately one hour later, Caroline was nowhere to be found. She wasn't being detained at the time, but all building access is closely monitored, and the staff at Seaside PD assured our investigators that it would have been nearly impossible for her to exit the building without somebody noticing. This event, by itself, while odd, isn't entirely unexplainable, but what concerns us here at the agency is what she left behind. The handler slides a folder of photos across the desk and gives you guys a minute to take a look at them if you'd like to. Yeah, definitely. I would like to. Yeah. I'm looking. Mm-hmm. You flop the... You just kind of open it up so everybody can see. You flop yep. it open. I flop, flop it open that and just open. spread all the pictures out across the table. Yeah. Flop it's, it open and spread them. It's the handler in a bikini in different poses. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Good old flop and spread. I, think a I, idea. I was thinking like you'd take them all out and it's literally pictures of nothing. She's like, she left literally nothing behind. <laughs> no trace. <laughs> took photos of all the nothing yeah. she left behind. <laughs> Look at them. Nothing. She left 20 pocket photos. That's the weird part. Not even one hair. No, these are um, these are crime scene style photos, and they show Caroline's cell pretty much entirely covered in a deep red, brownish like layer of goo, and it's all emanating from a central mass about the size of a basketball on the cot where she had supposedly been sleeping. And then, upon seeing this, he also slides across a small sealed vial of goo on the table for you guys to inspect. And assuming, I'm gonna pick uh, it up. Who, who, yeah. Okay. Fred, you pick up the vial, kind of turn it over in your hand, and it's like, it's viscous, but, you know, it's more on the watery side of anything else. You said there was a basketball-sized, like, a mass on the bed? It was a central, like, basketball-sized mass of stuff that, like, all this goo That's seemed goo. to be, like, emanating from. Hmm. Daniel, Daniel stick his pinky finger at the vial. Hey, what, <laughs> wait, mean, it's, wait. It's, it's sealed. You can't open it. <laughs> Hold on. Gotta take a look at that. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna examine this thing. Um, is sure. it something that I <clears throat> may be familiar with? Is it blood? Is it something like plasma? Like, what what are we looking at here? Nothing that, like, it doesn't. It definitely doesn't look like blood, but it has a similar viscosity of like of blood that's been. Um, st- it's like definitely started deteriorating and congealing. But there's kind of something else to it. So it's like biological. By nature, yeah. as far as you can okay. tell, yeah. yeah. Is there any, you, anything I can glean off of memory or like, like anything I've seen in research that I've seen relative to this? Without the ability to kind of like test Examine it with in a test, lab yeah. setting and examine it, you can't really gather much more than it looks like it might just be old, gross human or blood, rather, not even necessarily human. Yeah. Difficult to determine. That checks out. Tanner, do you have something? No, if it looks organic, no. Okay. So, how long has it been since this has been collected? Um, it has been. That's a good question. That's it's been about question. fourteen hours. So this happened last, like last night, basically. Since the incident, and since it's been collected, they found. They found um, this scene in her cell at about ten thirty p.m. last night. Did you send this off to any sort of lab? We have. Um, preliminary results aren't super forthcoming, and unfortunately, we don't have time to wait for a further analysis. Uh, what, like, time of the year is it? That's a very random question. I want to know for settings sake, like, where... No, it's cool. Where, That's a very mean? perfectly it's valid question. It's early right? fall. Yeah. yeah. So, do we it's have, a little chilly. Do we have a date? Can, like, are we in, like, November, or is it, like... 
October, September. Probably late August, August maybe. July. September June. September 20th. Oh, okay. September 20th. So this is close to four years on the dot. No, I guess Big Timber was in August, wasn't it? It was a little, it was yeah. late summer, yeah, 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 if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's a little chilly. You know, it's Pacific Northwest. I like to like build light, kind of like a timeline. Kind of so it's like, you know, this date or, you know. Yeah, no, totally. That's completely fair. Helps build out the theater of the mind stuff. Um, and honestly, since this is a podcast in a listening format, I should probably do a better job of flushing that stuff out. So well, thank that's you why asking. I'm asking. Don't ever question my story again <laughs> or you will be terminated. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, I'll, this is a very lethal system, so I figured. <laughs> um. Yeah, okay. So the um, after a moment of you guys examining this reddish-brown fluid in the vial, the handler returns to his cigarette, a couple drags, and says, The substance you're looking at is a mixture of over 30 different unique biological signatures. It was found emanating from a central node where Caroline would have been sleeping, and while not entirely conclusive, as I mentioned, our preliminary analysis of the DNA suggests that it's primarily human primarily. There are foreign substances, and further study is needed to get any sort of conclusive. Um, Yeah. What did you do with the node? That's the funny thing. Um, Upon trying to collect it, it just sort of disintegrated. It seemed to hold form until our our guys in bio went to go collect it, at which point it turned primarily into a consistency that is similar to what you are seeing in that vial. Hmm. Unfortunately, that vial that you're looking at, we have more of it back at the lab, but that's really the only thing we're able to take away from this scene. What about the disgusting bed sheets and all that stuff? Does he, is that... That, has also been, that has also been collected. Okay. You thinking yeah. uh, another alien experiment here? <laughs> I mean, we can't rule anything out at this point. Wait, what? <laughs> I'll just look at Scorpion and be like, do you know what you've signed up for here? Wait, hold on. Do all you motherfuckers know each other? Oh, yeah, man. Yes. Oh, God damn it. I think we're out outside. He lights another Agent. cigarette. So I'm the odd man out. Okay, fucking sick. Agent Davis, you were brought in specifically because uh, your skills d- make you a very good fit for this. <laughs> I was told we weren't supposed to use our names. That's why right, you go by Agent Davis. Jesus, I'm not, it's, it's Scorpion. Do you see the tattoo? God damn it. Agent Scorpion. It's got docs by the handler. <laughs> Agent Scorpion Davis. <laughs> Doc, Fuck, there a... It's fucking bullshit, man. Don't worry, this Motel 6 is secure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dan. Is there any kind of, any kind of distinct sound associated with this event? It was captured on on film. At the time that it occurred, there wasn't anything notable, at least from the people that we interviewed that were in the station at the time. And unfortunately, being rather outdated in their technology suite, uh, CCTV is only in the lobby and the exits of the building. There is no actual footage of the cells themselves. Understood. The poor underfunded jails. Yes. Fund the police. That's what I always say. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so uh you sending us somewhere we're getting there well <laughs> hold on so let's say this girl who can't remember a thing walking out in the cold and can't 
feel it. It comes to the police station, and these oh-so-perceptive detectives interrogate her. Any toxicology done? Was she high on something? The body does weird things under the effects of drugs, especially with people who never tried them before. Whatever was in that cell could have been some heroin vomit, some shit, who knows? Ronnie will glance uh, over at Freddy and see if he's, like, agreeing with what Scorpion's I'm, saying. I'm, I'm looking at him cocking an eyebrow. At Scorpion or the handler? At Scorpion. Okay. Um, Maya is going to pick up the most gruesome photo, like, photo that was on the table and be like, what woman do you know does this to a room? <laughs> Maybe she's on her period or something. <laughs> it's her time of the month. <laughs> I've seen women in bad sorts do shittier things to a room. Don't underestimate the human body and how fucking disgusting it can be. To answer your question... (laughs) To answer your question, Agent... (laughs) To answer your question, Agent Scorpion... uh, Inclement weather... (laughs) Inclement weather at the time didn't permit uh, um, any sort of medical analysis. In fact, that was... What they were holding her there for was waiting for a medical team to come check her out, but due to the storm, it was delayed. Unfortunately, the medical, the EMTs arrived after this had occurred. Well, it might be nice to uh, get a disposition from this uh, Detective Wainwright. Uh, If we're really going to try and medically depose someone over hearsay, we need a first-hand account of what she looked like. Um, According to agency procedure... After the initial questioning, um, the detectives were found to be of no further use in terms of an interrogation, so they were administered a class 2 amnesiatic. They believe that what occurred there was the result of a gas leak. And if I could say, you gotta love gas leaks, right? Really easy to cover stuff up. So you're saying that you, the agency, has just really terminated the only lead we have? I'm saying... Agent Greenwood, that that isn't why you were brought in. Oh, among other unidentified trace good. substances in that sample, we found one thing we immediately recognized, which is soil. The composition is fairly unique, and the team at the lab was able to leak samples of it uh, taken during a geological survey on a small island, approximately 80 miles off the coast from here. We dispatched a two-man team to recon the area shortly after the incident at the police station, and they have since missed their check-in. We have not been able to establish contact by any other means so far. So your primary objective here is to make contact with the recon team and secure any evidence they have gathered. Extract them, if they're still alive. Secondary objective is to determine the origin of this sample. A field analysis kit will be provided to you to process samples on site. You will also be provided with all the agency has on its island, its inhabitants, and the incident at the police station. And he slides a uh, very thick folder across to you guys. Transport will be at a local charter and is scheduled to depart in four hours. Question for you. Yes. Gear requisition. Gear requisition. He uh, reaches under the table and pulls out another envelope, slides it across. We're completely in the dark sending you guys in here. I understand that that puts you in a shitty position, and I want to make it very clear that once you get on that boat, you're on your own. So take this money and prepare accordingly. And also, why us? I'm a doctor. (laughs) He'll just start laughing. 
You've got a doctor, a state representative. Hey, uh, hey, 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 Freddy. <laughs> no, keep look. going. <laughs> You've got people here that. <sighs> Why? Why us? Most of you were put in a very precarious predicament four years, three years ago, four years ago, four years, four years. Most of you were put in a really unfortunate predicament four years ago. You're being called in specifically because we believe your makeup of this team makes you adaptable. We don't know what we're sending you into. We understand what that implies and we understand the risks associated with it, but we have selected you and he glances over at you, Scorpion, all of you, because we think you are the best suited team. I'll kind of put my hand on Freddy's shoulder and just be like, hey, it's uh, us or Majestic 12. Am I right? Uh, I'll lean in and I'll be like, are you sure you're okay with this, Ronnie? I, this way we can make sure that the people are protected at the best we can. Fine. I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm angry, sad, confused, and I still want answers. And this has been the first time in four years that I have an opportunity to find out more. The handler smiles a little bit to himself. Whatever knock happened that, to knock that uh, shit off? <laughs> <laughs> whatever happened to that guy that we met in Big Timber? Apparently, they uh, sent this guy as a replacement. He's yeah. got our new our new uh, friend here. All you guys were in Big Timber. Uh, we'll call it Big Timber. We'll call it Big Timber. You were there for the bombing. What the fuck? Hey, we never said bombing. I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, okay. You were in Big Timber for vacation with all the 300 we people. We were in Big Timber. <laughs> well, look at the handler. I'm going to be like, does this guy really not know what's going on here? Yeah, calm your shit. You're in this now. You calm can't. my shit. <laughs> it's too this, late. This is fucking bullshit, man. Scorpion. Yeah, Can I, I call you a scorpion? <laughs> <laughs> Scorpion was my father. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Mr. Well, Venom. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I don't know what what drug you into this, but uh you're gonna have to come to some realities real quick that things are not always as they seem. Look. I don't know what the hell you guys have been through. You seem like you're all you guys are all buddy, buddy, friends, whatever. That's fine. And he looks at the handle and he's like, you guys got me by the balls. Just point me where you want me to go. Not much I can say. Ronnie will kind of lift her eyes at that. Lift her eyebrow. Stay out of it, representative. <laughs> hey, who said anything about me being a representative? That guy. All representative things. He says he was talking about me. He was yeah, looking at true. you. Who? No, I wasn't. I was looking at him. I'll point towards the handler. <laughs> I wouldn't vote the handler. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, you know, we all heard some things that maybe we didn't want others to hear. Davis. 
but uh, you know, maybe we should uh, stick to those things we wanted others to hear, Scorpion. Lady, I truly don't give a fuck. I'm busting your balls. <laughs> I'm going to grab all the information and then the money, and I'm going to say, great then. <clears throat> Scorpion, you can help me get the gear. Okay. Uh, Director, sir, this... You said, uh, you said it was a recon team stuck on the island? His two-man recon team was dispatched approximately ten hours ago. How they are they armed? Any good behind those guns they're probably carrying? Hopefully. I definitely perk up as he says this. <laughs> uh, compartmentalization of the agency means that I don't really know. I don't need to know exactly what they went in there with, so... Well, I, I need to fucking that. know. You, you tell the higher up that for the next time they want to send out some <laughs> shit. I like this guy. He's speaking truth. He's a good guy. We'll work before we got, though. I have to fight my way to cut through all the red tape that you do usually, so believe I, me when I say that I do sympathize. I have another question. Um, yes. Caroline, I figured you didn't get a last name. Or did you? We never did. We tried to pull what we could off of a description that the uh, interviewing officer gave when we interrogated him. But You said you were looking, checking missing persons. Um, was she missing? Nothing ever came up on that. We followed up with the uh, county. No records of a missing person by the name of Caroline in the area. Is Unfortunately, time is not a luxury that we have right now. And unfortunately, if something does come up, we'll have no way of contacting you while you're on the island. Any uh, cameras in the precinct get her on camera so we can get a visual? No, there were three cameras and all of them are pointed towards exits and entrances to the building. Unfortunately, like I said, funding isn't the greatest for the local police department around here. Did you have a like even a verbal description of her? Yes, um, it's all listed there in the information oh, right, um, in the intel file. Yeah. But she was 5'9", long dark hair, very disheveled. She'd been walking along the beach in a storm for God knows how long. Um, physical description more currently, she is in a vial in Dr. Greenwood's hand. <laughs> that is her. Holy fuck. Gross. Don't drink that. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I feel like I shouldn't have to say it, but... What what if one of us already did? <laughs> <laughs> Handler lights another cigarette. So I, if you don't mind, I... By this time, we're passing out to. from all the cigarette smoke in this motel. Right. <laughs> we're, we're, the we're Motel 6 COO. room is hermetically sealed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. yeah, the, the handler returns back to his little portable TV, clicks it on. Same thing. It kind of sounds like gibberish. I'll kind of look at everybody all. Let's go. He nodded his head at the door for all uh, listening. <laughs> I'll little pull little a newspaper neck. out of my pocket yeah. and hold it in front of my face as we walk out, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> you draw more attention to yourself by doing that. Hope you know. <laughs> you have like a newspaper, like. <laughs> <laughs> Again, visual I know. joke. I know. And I'm the one who just called it out. It's like holding up a newspaper, like a big old newspaper to cover yourself up and yep. <laughs> just walk around like that. <laughs> yeah, so you guys are in sunny seaside Oregon 
in the rain in the middle of fall or early I like fall, how it's I guess. sunny and rainy at the same time. That's great. It is, yeah. <laughs> you got a big wad of fifteen hundred dollars in spending cash and the That's whole city nothing. is your oyster. We know yeah. right where to go to spend. They're it. not they're not gonna give you like a blank check. Oh my god. They fucking better. You how much see money that? was it? Fifteen thousand? <laughs> Double rainbow. <laughs> All the way across the sky. Holy shit. So beautiful. What does it mean? You know? We should spend this at the arcade. It's pretty dope. Right. <laughs> so you guys, you guys have four hours until the boat you're supposed to uh, meet is going to leave for the island. So did we know, get a name for the island? Quick. Even that's that was the other question I had. But then you shoot you us out. Don't worry. Uh, I'm actually going to. Uh, oh, go ahead. How much? Fifteen hundred dollars. Plus whatever you can argue you have on your person. Plus you guys were all able to bring like gear with you too. Yeah. So. I was gonna say, it's up Dan, to you how you want to dish it out. We need to think, gear up think, in the shops with all the seaside t-shirts and stuff. Well, I'm just <laughs> buy fifteen hundred dollars worth of souvenirs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I a snowboard. Snow you got room for this yeah. on your boat, sir. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go over to my Bronco. I'm gonna roll down the back window and drop the tailgate and start spreading out documents. I'm gonna say, "All right, actually, Dan Scorpion, why don't you guys go take care of the gear? I'm gonna th- well, like hold up my." Uh, Hold up the the envelope. I'll uh, I'd like to think that Ronnie probably brought a vest, a bulletproof vest. After last time, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> it, Zane, this is gonna piss you off. Uh, Dan's gonna walk open, sure. walk over and open the uh, the back doors of Randy's van <laughs> <laughs> that you drove down. <laughs> yes. It's, yes, Dan absolutely would have driven. He's. I don't. I, the like, van I of a known like terrorist. Like yeah, that I mean, like... license plate might be flagged. <laughs> nah. I, I guess I don't know. No, we'll but, uh... roll and get arrested in Arizona. Yeah, on so way the entire over. Motel Six parking lot when you guys walk out is surrounded <laughs> by FBI and local police. Hold on, hold on, Doctor Greenwood, PTSD. I'll, uh, I got it under control here. <laughs> He's freaking out. Shoot him. So then, then, then Dan will open a tunnel cover, uh, and. In his truck, there's going to be at least a couple of AR-15s, you know, sure. a couple of handguns, maybe some like flashbang grenades and stuff like that. And uh, gonna say, you know, the only thing I didn't have was a uh, uh, 15 watt radios. Maybe we can find some of them around here. I'll sure. go look for an oh, electronic also, shop. Some burners. I want to clarify too. I don't even know if this is actually a mechanic in Delta Green usually, but since this is a little bit more of a long haul ish adventure. Like you guys should think about bringing food. Yeah, MREs, at least a, and a, and a reasonable enough amount to like say that like you guys, if you were in a safe place, wouldn't have to worry too much about like being able to. Yeah, feed do we need right, like we got burners here. and ramen. We need burners and ramen. I think yeah. we. So we'll say also too, just for there for argument's sake, there is a military surplus store in Seaside. You guys can go hit up. Sweet. Okay. Um. Do yeah. Do we know if this island is occupied? If it's mostly right. wildlife, like what does it yeah. have like? A convenience store on it or so yeah that's a good question um, <laughs> since you were laying out the documents on the tailgate you kind of like you know breeze over sort of the description of the island and um i'm still not going to give you the name uh that's because fine. actually i will what what is like the there's there's islands and stuff in the pacific that kind of like don't have like a name because they're so small right it's like you know whatever tall, controlling yeah. territory like us 1023 oh. or something oh, like yeah that. sure sure so it's um we'll just say it's its official designation is US 1023. It was um it was discovered sort of in like the late 1800s early 1900s and um 
it currently has a population of about 100 people. There is, um, it's it's actually kind of like, it's not like a tourist destination, but people go on like destination tourist trips there for a uh, harvest festival that they have every year. Tourism has definitely dropped off Sounds like in the more recent culty. decade. Yeah, <laughs> no, I love good harvest fest. Well, I mean, where we live, we kind of have like a festival. Mm -hmm. So think of it more like that. It's also culty. Sure. Kind of culty. Oh, 100 people, that's culty. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, they, they have basic amenities and stuff. They have power out there. There is, you could like, potentially if you were in you know it's a small community so if you piss them off they might decide not to like sell things to you but like it's not unreasonable that you i mean wouldn't is it be... selling if i have a gun out it's just taking at that point <laughs> right so it has power in, like a small like a small store not shooting you in the head like what it has power and like a small store yeah small town there's a small there's a small store people go to church and stuff like that uh so We'd probably would want like what are they called like a sat phone, just mm -hmm. in case like we don't have service out there. You said there's a can you not just buy those at the surplus store? That that buy yeah, a sat that's, phone. that's a why not? It's a no go. No. Okay, those are expensive. So the, uh, the the thing that Dan mentioned just a minute ago that he was going shopping for the 15 watt radio is like way beyond sure. the walkie talkies that any of us would be able to buy. Um, it would it would be good enough to bounce around like underground tunnels or something which i sort of got the feeling i would say definitely you guys wouldn't see. have any trouble communicating with each other on like with uh something like that okay yeah yeah i would i would expect not as long as it's like not separated by miles of dirt 15 watts mm -hmm. is a whole shit ton of broadcast okay you also might be able to buy like a ham radio or something at the uh at the surplus store okay. it would basically be a ham radio like yeah. any of those walkie talkies would be so we have the impression we're gonna be like staying in the town or probably camping out um actually something that i totally forgot to mention uh in that information too there is a booking for a local in if you guys want to do that okay oh okay. yeah cool they have Air they have airbnb out there they're not savages uh they have a hotel bar have... i assume they actually have another motel six yeah, <laughs> yeah. and i probably would motel brought, six like... and a half my stuff for like first aid and that. forensics and Fuck you. potentially like disarming bombs. I don't know if that's something I could have with me. <laughs> you have an explosive skill. I have demolitions. Demolitions, right? Um, yeah. I mean, you could have a little. I mean, little I, don't, I probably didn't bring a bomb with me, but stuff to like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have your little toolkit. Yeah. It's mostly bomb defusals, mostly, and you're yeah. like your know-how anyway, right? Yeah. How much time do we have shopping? Four hours. Four hours. Four hours. You got. You guys got a little time to kill. I'm gonna turn to Dan and be like, "So I guess he's a boss or whatever. So should we go out and purchase, go shopping?" Uh, that sounds like plans, Gorp. Score. You want to hit first? You want to hit the? You want to hit an old Scorpy. old guy Scorpy. running an electronics shop out of the back of his garage, or uh, you want to hit up that military surplus? Ah. Uh, Let's hit a bar first. <laughs> Let's get $1,500 worth of drunk. Can't argue with that, brother. So we can say, like, you guys can basically bring anything reasonably that you can carry, even if that is a duffel bag just full of AR-15s, if that's really what you want to do. But each one of you gets, like, a duffel-sized bag, and, you know, I don't want to get too into the nitty-gritty of shopping, so, like, radios, yeah. things like that, easy get stuff. Get some MREs. I don't... 
I don't mind if yeah, if you say that like you will just have purchased that in between now and you when you some, guys like, go meet night for the vision goggles. But if there's if there's something specific, yeah, like if you get there and you're like, oh yeah, I whip out the night vision goggles that I definitely bought while I was at the military surplus store. Like that would be something you need to tell me that you are buying now specifically. Okay, we so... should we should figure out a set of things that we're all getting. I'd like a I'd like a Sam missile, please. Well, yeah. <laughs> so what I so what I want to do by going to this bar, oh, no, um, <laughs> is I do want to buy something that's not on the specific legal market at the bar well i want to you know you're getting crack my criminology and go to the diviest bar and look for people smoking weed and be like hey do you guys know where to get cocaine (laughs) sure really quick yeah you walk into the bar and like immediately sidestep um the bouncer just like spartan kicking a dude out of the door and then seeing that he almost took you out gives you a little nod like waves you in give him a walk over to the bar yep walk to the bar <clears throat> uh, bartender's cleaning out a glass, you know, looking at all of the grime he still needs to wipe off of the bar top, and just says, uh, "Sorry about that. Uh, okay, I get you." Double Hornitos gold for me, whatever friend wants. He uh, kind of eyes eyes Dan up and down, being like probably a little more tight, clean cut military type. Kind of appraises him, just nods, pours the drinks. And yeah, I want to. I I have a criminology of eighty. I want to scan this bar and look for, like, it like somebody go to the bathroom a bunch of times over and over again. If we stay here for thirty minutes, or like just any signs of somebody who could sell drugs. Um. Yeah. Guys sitting kind of in the corner, smoking a cigarette. It's two thousand four. I don't know if you're still allowed to do that, but he's doing it anyway because nobody cares here. He's um, doing it anyway. Yeah, you kind of you kind of lock eyes with him, and he just locks eyes with you for a second, just kind of subtly just taps his nose and like motions over towards the bathroom door. Yeah, I follow him. Cool. He gets up, and you guys walk into the bathroom. And this is where you die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I haven't even gotten off the onto the island and gets fucking shanked. Um, yeah, once uh once once you walk in, he like watches the door shut behind you, maybe well, peeks in a stall. Real quick, yeah, I am go going to slap Dan on the back and be like, watch my back. He's coming with you? No, I'm just, I'm going to say, sorry. <clears throat> I'll slap him on the back. I'll be like, watch my back. Uh, Give me five minutes. If I don't come out, come take a piss. Hey, you got it, bro. <laughs> you good? Yeah, great. Just got to take a shit. All right. I'll see you in five. That's what we call buying drugs. Yeah, yep. gotta take a shit. I got a shit. <laughs> so yeah, same thing. You guys walk in. He watches the door shut behind you and turns and says, uh, "What you need?" Well, take a hundred dollars of powder if you got it. Yeah. So anything medical grade? This stuff's supposedly uncut. I haven't tried it myself, but you're welcome to. And he like open. He like pulls a like sizable bag out of his jacket kind of opens it up and offers it to you not the coke I'll take the coke regardless uh, you got morphine you got adrenaline don't got morphine but he pulls out a uh, basically like an EpiPen looking thing I just happen to have this I'm gonna examine sure. it is it real and legit it is but it expired a year ago that's perfect 
this expired. And he, he and he tells you this too. Yeah. It's expired. I'll pay you fifty for it. Dose probably weak anyway. Fair enough. All right. Give him one hundred fifteen cash. Take cocaine. Take the. Uh, take the adrenaline. Yeah. He nods. Says thank you. And uh, like kind of looks over at the door and says, uh, "Why don't you leave first? And he just kind of hangs back in the bathroom, washes his hands or something. You got it, boss. The drug dealer just thanked him. <laughs> thank you. Hey. He's an easy he's drug dealer. Yeah, yeah I mean, they usually don't go that well. He's got a like I, didn't get, I didn't get stabbed or nothing. I mean, <laughs> cool. I didn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hit the door on the way out. Okay. Just uh, leave. Go to Dan. Say, uh, take another one. Bartender, whatever he wants. Ready to get out of here? Oh, hell yeah. Can I get that in a go cup? <laughs> uh, probably not from around here. I don't. We don't do that. Oh, shit. Pound him. Pound him. Was it 2004? That'll be $2.50. <laughs> <laughs> Aw, shit. Better times. Yeah, let's do a money conversion from 2002. <clears throat> I remember when. No, right. let's not. I, I don't want to. <laughs> you sure? I, I don't want to be impressed. $150, $100 of cocaine. I don't know if that, like, how well that translates to, like, you know, I mean, it's 19 years ago. It's probably enough for, like, I don't want to say anymore. That's fine. No, just, As your lawyer, I don't know I the price. Yeah, to. I don't know the price of the cocaine. I'm not going to pretend to. All right. Anybody else doing anything specific? Please donate to the Patreon so I can do research into the price of cocaine. Donate to the UCLA as well. They really need it down there. <laughs> Dan, uh, can find any like ballistic armor of any sort while he's out on his, on his shopping spree. Yeah, I think the only legal thing that civilians can buy is like really light, like small caliber protective vests, if I'm not mistaken. So there's, they definitely have those. Like level two, something like that. I mean, what are the different levels? I haven't actually looked at body armor. Okay, well, I think just real two, quick. Two is small arms, I'm pretty sure. I'd say it's whatever level protects you from like one or two small caliber bullets. Okay. Just a quick side note, I found an inflation calculator. Okay. And it literally I, we, says I want to play I want to play a game in escape train. reality and not no, like no, no, real quick. <laughs> it says if I didn't think it would actually have any big difference, but it's like if in 2003 you spent $100, it would be 164 today. Mm, okay. So, it's just strange. And I'm like, so okay. you got ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> uh I probably would have suggested before they left to get a bright flashlight, night goggles, zip ties and basic camping gear. Okay. Yeah. Probably um, get flashlights for that's all That's why I was thinking high power flashlight, walkie talkie set of some kind or some communication <laughs> and possibly some sort of like vest. Like, I don't know if we could get like bulletproof vest at this price, but. While we're walking yeah, a... through the surplus door, I'm like, this looks like a list of a serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, you're at an army surplus store. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> we sold like some zip Ted ties Bungie. and 40 gallons of bleach. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, they have, that's all fine. They have one, um, pair of night vision goggles and it's old and the batteries are pretty worn out. So unless you like want to try fixing it up at some point, um, it's not going to last too long, like maybe 15, 20 minutes. I'm going to buy, f <laughs> I don't know how expensive this is. How much is a flare gun? Flare gun? That's yeah, cheap. You cheap. can afford that. Okay. I want to get five flare guns. So we each have one. You want five flare guns? Yeah. If any okay. of it, that's gonna be like 
That's gonna be close. Like, that's gonna be like a few hundred third bucks. Right? Oh, yeah. Jesus, never mind. For five flare guns, that's flare guns aren't like expensive, but right. they're definitely like. Well, yeah. that's how. That's, that's what I was asking. You can have three. Three. It's funny. Perfect. You can put yeah. a 12 gauge slug into a flare gun. It'll destroy the gun, but it'll shoot one slug. Well, you got to buy the adapter, but oh, yeah. Oh, do you have like to do the, the adapter? No, there's a, yeah, there's a 12 gauge adapter, but yeah, okay, it's going to blow up. I'll buy um, the three flare guns, right? Okay, okay. so Is that a we all have, yeah. yeah, I think so. Uh, we all have a high power flashlight. Three of us have a flare gun. We all have like a walkie talkie, Um, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. And then do we That's have fair. like a vest of some kind or no? Yeah, you can all have like light ballistic grade vests. I'm bringing and, my uh, sawn-off shotgun one pair. and revolver. That's, yeah. yeah you, within reason, you guys can all bring, like, whatever guns that your character would have, too. I have um, no guns. I have one. That's fine. Then you get nothing. I have the bright flashlight. Now, be Just enough. beat people with your lethal fists. Just yeah. blind them. Yeah, she's, <laughs> so I do. Right. she's actually less dangerous less dangerous with a gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. All right, and then one busted-ass pair of night vision goggles that kind of work. And some basic camping gear. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. Um, Some MREs too, I'm assuming. I would have... Uh, yeah, I was about um, to say that. I actually would have, because many doctors do, would have a medical bag with medicine and... That's totally fine. Yeah. In, yeah. So I would have morphine, epinephrine. I would have uh, probably some uh, uh, propofol, which is a sedative, stuff like that. So uh, Sure. And maybe we can cut some of all this out because there's a lot of just talking about stuff. Sure. I think it's interesting. I don't know. Okay. Well. I mean, this this stuff might like make or break certain plans you have later, depending on okay. what you did or didn't buy. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm all down for it. Okay. Think carefully, but also yeah. So you guys all good with your shopping trip yep. for now? I'm cool. Yeah. And so again, right. if there's something oh. easy, dumb, I'm not too opposed to just being my like, th- yeah, you probably yeah. I have a go bag, like that. a big duffel bag in the back of my Bronco, and uh, hmm. all that stuff's in there. Plus my three, my two long rifles are sitting in there too. With my, um, I don't think I, I had body armor. No, I never had body armor. So just the two long rifles and all the ammunition. And sure. to clarify, Dan, Dan has a couple, of, like probably two ARs. He's gonna wear one. He's got maybe like three small caliber pistols, maybe nine millimeter, and he's gonna take one of those. And he's also got his his uh, P two two nine that he always carries. Okay. Also, I brought along my bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> your your secret service but, entourage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically, I'm not I'm not carrying like a bag full of guns to this island. If anybody else wants to pick from my arsenal, oh they're, sure, they're willing. They're free to do so. I have okay. two fists of hornitos. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's all you need. We're going to have a good time. Uh, I'm going to have a good time. I'm, I'm assuming while they're shopping that the three of us are going through the file. Yeah, that was my plan. I kind of spread it out on the tailgate. Sure. And uh, I'll kind of look to to Ronnie and Maya and I'll be like, okay, so we got to get on this island and find this team and get the hell out. Let's see what information we can come up with in this. So we're just, I, I'm just going to start searching through, seeing if there's any pertinent information in the, uh, in the stuff that was supplied. I mean, do you have any specific questions about the island? I or do. Map is going on. Map. Yeah, there's a map. Um, you know, demographics of the people, uh, maybe any incidents that are outstanding, such as disappearances or, Weird happenings, murders, stuff like that. They're on the island or anything like that. 
Sure. So the the brief history of this island is um, <clears throat> basically in. Uh, let me actually pull up. I have a timeline really quick that I want to yank up here. Do you want to share with the class like after the fact? Uh, perhaps. I can't remember if it has um, okay stuff on it. Where I keep moving this tab and it's pissing me off. It's peeing me. Oh, bro. Yeah. Okay. So the history of the island is that. Um, in 1912, uh, there was a fishing company established by a guy named uh, Elias Strickland. And then that's relevant because later on in the 1930s, a geological survey team, uh, they were checking out the island, seeing if it had any, like, you know, mineable resources and stuff on it. <clears throat> and um, they found what was only described as a large spherical object. Um, and then, unfortunately, you know, things got a little dicey with World War II they kind of sat on that info for a while and never actually like explored that. And then later on in 1949, um, this company Strickland fishing, they actually, uh, established a fishing port on that Island and, um, essentially set up a big packaging plant, like a cannery and, um, you know, as industry and stuff was kind of taking off. Um, so then a lot of people moved to this Island at its maximum. There was like between three and 400 people roughly living and working in this community on the Island at the plant. Um, just working in cannery, and it also was a uh, pretty prominent like fishing port in the area in the Pacific Ocean. So it was very popular. And then um, right around 1969, um, the cannery was abruptly closed after they found that it was like leaking some toxic chemical or something into the soil that was getting into the groundwater. And so basically, most of the population of the island left. Um, and the son of the guy who established the fishing plant. Uh, he felt once he inherited the company, he basically like kind of disappeared in 71, but he established a pension fund for the people who chose to stay on the island. So they're like, there's basically this huge coffer of money that's being paid out little by little to the people that chose to stay just as way of like, you know, absolving himself of like, he felt guilt for poisoning, like all of these people that lived there and making them sick. Um, that's kind of the brief history of the island. Um, as terms of like demographics and things, this it's made up of all sorts of different people from different walks of life, just because, you know, people migrated to this island when there was all this work to be had. And then um, some people just stayed behind. What's the current population? It's about 100, but it's hard to tell because there hasn't really been a whole lot of census work that's been done, you know, way out there. Uh, is there a sheriff? Yeah, there's there's local law enforcement. They don't necessarily um, operate in a totally official capacity. Um, but so far, like, you know, people it's considered to be a pretty pleasant uh, community. People vacation out there. You know, there's a little bit of tourism and stuff. And um, yeah, it all kind of checks out. So you're saying there are people on the streets. In what? On the island? Are no, you making a no, reference? Yes, I did. No one got that. OK, nope. didn't. Do Sorry. we Ooh. have a name of the local sheriff? No one likes Queen. I see. Um, let oh, I get it now. <laughs> yeah, Sheriff Dale McCready. Dale, Dale McCready. <laughs> he has a son. God, he has a I son. Like this guy. He has a son, Elwin McCready, who is coincidentally his sheriff's deputy. Mm -hmm. Nepotism, not in my house. I load my son off shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> I got my Mossberg. I'm good. Let's go, shotgun bros. Just kidding. Mm. Obviously, I'm not. <laughs> and we'll have we'll have time to go over more details and stuff when you guys are on the boat too because there's going to be a little bit of a journey to get there yeah yeah as soon so, as they get back with the shopping uh, i'm guessing that we would load up go to the boat okay 
So you guys get all your gear together for brevity's sake. We'll say there's a secure place nearby you can park your vehicles in like a parking garage or something. Um, uh, maybe, I don't know if Seaside has cabs, but it's a short walk. Let's say it's a short walk to the dock that you're supposed to meet this boat at. And as you guys are encroaching in the rain that's picking up, you see the, uh, what did I name it? I named it something and then I forgot. Um, Boating McBokerface. That's it, yeah. No, you <laughs> see the uh, the majesty around rounding the corner of the USS Queensreich that is a giant. The USS Queensreich? Not giant. Why did you make yeah. the Hell most yeah. German name ever? <laughs> oh, it's the Queensreich! <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's a it around this the USS Queensrite comes into view and it's a very ramshackle, dilapidated, like light cargo vessel. Not good. Yeah. No, it's great. I don't know what you're talking about. And it's appropriate um that it's named the USS Queensrite, a very Germanic name and origin, because a skinny man comes walking down the gangplank. Um, and I'm gonna do what is my best interpretation of something that kind of sounds like an Australian accent. Ooh. <laughs> So, hi there, fellas. I take it you're my party that I'm bringing to the island. That's really good. Thank you. <laughs> good eye, mate. Yeah, that's good. Good, good eye, mate. Good eye, mate. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold out my hand and be like, "Yes, sir. Thank you very much for the ride." Yeah, great to meet you. Uh, my name is. Shit, I knew I was gonna fuck this up. Hold on. That's a very interesting <laughs> nice name, Nice to sir. meet you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Should I call you Captain Shit? I would do. I was gonna fuck this up. Or? <laughs> That's Captain Shit. I'm gonna fuck this up to you. Uh, yes, sir. Um, <laughs> my name's Richard Foreman. My friends call me Uncle Dicky. Pleasure to make you acquaintance. Uncle you get, Dicky. He, go, <laughs> he goes and kind of grabs your like a, as many bags as he can carry and says, "Ah, hey, make yourself comfortable. We'll be shoving off here in about 20 minutes." And you guys, I'm assuming you climb aboard. Yep. Oh, yeah. Maybe questioning what brought you, all the choices that brought you to this point in your life when you're about to climb about this boat that looks like it's half floating. I Dude, will immediately I'm... look for a life vest. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys board this ramshackle. We old... had to leave those in Queensborough. <laughs> <laughs> this crusty old iron tub that is barely buoyant. And we'll see what horrors await for you on the USS Queensrÿche <laughs> next time on season two of Delta Green. But sir, where are we no. going? You will, you know, I actually had like a whole like intro plan, but you know, of course it took longer to get to the point where I'm that was gonna, gonna happen, yeah. which is oh, fine because I think it kind of lines up I'm gonna pull better my with gun the beginning. On Uncle I'm going to pull my gun on you. I'm teaming oh, up. It's like a gun on me. <laughs> yeah, Scorpion's going to get high on coke and shoot us all. Yeah. <laughs> the cocaine's just in case. It's just it's, a, yeah, ju it's, it's in a the contingency just in case. plan. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> you don't sleep again for this adventure. You're going to be happy when I offer you some cocaine. <laughs> I'm going to look at you and say, "Nah, man, I've got morphine. I'm good." I, got, I like the idea too that Dan keep you up. It's no, it's going to sleep. I'm going to go to bed. I'm <laughs> right, getting my 8 right. hours, that's, baby. That's right, you're doing Two different hours. solutions to the same problem. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I also I, I like the idea that Dan just went with Scorpion to sit down and have two drinks in the span of like seven yeah. minutes yeah, and then he's immediately like, leave. This is completely normal. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Reroll Gaming Podcast. This actual play, Whispers of Lunabelle Island, is published by arrangement with the Delta Green Partnership. The intellectual property known as Delta Green is a trademark and copyright owned by the Delta Green Partnership, who has licensed its use here. The contents of this document are copyright Zangaring, excepting those elements that are components of the Delta Green intellectual property. 
Want to follow us on social media, listen to another episode, or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we can use in our games. The reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright Zane Gehring. The Chronicles of Rail theme and the Frequency theme are copyright Tanner Prentice. Please consider donating to our Patreon if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more, and with your support, we can make a lot more. New episodes of Whispers of Lunabelle Island release every Friday at 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. See you then.